Hey guys, welcome to Carol's Coffee House, a place where Catholic singles in their 20s and 30s can grow in community and deepen their spiritual life. I'm Maura. I'm Sarah. Grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea and let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back. Hello. I'm in a new location today. <laughs> I know, it's different. You have a different background. Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually visiting my brother and his family. Um, I know we have some Virginia listeners, so I'm actually in Virginia. I'm where niece, I always am. My niece can now yep. say my name. It's kind of like, <laughs> she used to call me mine. I mean, yeah. she still does, but now she just says my real name. And she can say the word aunt now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so like last night we're uh, she wanted like to look at pictures of babies so she uh, my brother michael she's a little bit afraid of him we don't know why but she was she loves him normally but she was just afraid so like hey can you give us your watch and then she can kind of play with it and get comfortable with you so he gave them his watch and then she's playing with it and then she turns to my sister-in-law and says pictures of babies and cats I want to look at them on here. And like, no. She's like, oh yeah, she likes to look at pictures of babies and cats. I'm like, and I told her, I'm like, hey, I have pictures of babies on my phone. And so I like ended up showing her like her baby pictures. And I'm like, who's that? She's like, Sophie. Aww. (laughs) And then I'm like, who's that? And then um, she said my name. I'm like, is that Aunt Mora? (laughs) She's like, Aunt Mora. Oh, <laughs> and then I'm like, is that ants? And then I like went through like the different nicknames that she has for me, and she she says all of them, and I'm like, oh, she's now at the stage where she's gonna stop saying these nicknames and start saying my actual name. At some point, and I don't know when it was, my my little two year old that I take care of went from calling me Sarah to Miss Sarah, which oh. is what the older two call me. It was really sad. When she started talking to me and like, we're so formal now, I guess. It's just, I can't believe how fast she's growing up. She, I've never, I've, this is my first infant that I've raised. Mm. And when I started working for this family, mom was pregnant with her. And, uh, yeah. And so I've had this baby. She's so small. I've had this baby since she was a newborn. I started taking care of her full time when she was six weeks old and to raise or help raise a child to be a caregiver for a baby till now she's two a little over two now like I used to be able to like recognize her cries to figure out what she needed if she was hungry or had a wet Mm -hmm. diaper just overtired and now she uses the word actually in the correct context (laughs) I like she, I can have, I can hold a conversation with this, with this little baby that I have helped take care of. So it's just crazy. Aww. I actually know what you mean by recognizing their cries. Cause Sophie has a baby. Mm-hmm. Sophie's a toddler. Now she's almost two. I could know when her cries were first tired or if she was like nervous and for hungry. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, this is the this is the hungry cry. I was like, oh, she's tired. <laughs> yep. I always wondered how moms could know that. Like, what? How do you know that they're hungry? How do you know that they're having gas? How do you know those? And now that I've helped raise an infant and I've tend to those needs, 
it's true. They have different, there are different sounds to those cries and you mm-hmm. learn what they are after yeah. a little while. Yeah. So her hungry cry would be like angry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Aren't you been me? <laughs> oh, we had really funny videos of it too. Like of her just like whining and crying. I was just like, oh, this is just so, it was pathetically cute. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie I love you so much but it (laughs) was very funny (laughs) Uh, I can't I'm excited for us to someday talk have a have a conversation about our desire for children and what it's like to like watch people have kids and us still not be there yet (laughs) (laughs) yeah but before we get there we're able to travel yeah we are I have to overly plan yet so Uh Also, this morning when I chose my beverage of choice, I was like, well, I feel like if we're going to talk about travel, it's going to feel like I'm on vacation. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I poured myself a mimosa this morning. <laughs> I had a cup of tea from earlier and it's, it's empty now. So, wait, did you fly or did you drive? Drive. You, you drove. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How long of a road trip is that from where you live? It is six hours. That's see, that's not as far as I thought it would be. I used to, when I lived or I worked in Minnesota and mm-hmm. I would go home to Nebraska for whatever long weekend or whatever, mm-hmm. I did the six hour drive all the time. Mm-hmm. The first one is always good because you're like, oh, road trip, gonna listen to some music, eat some potato chips, enjoy the <laughs> scenery. And then, but the one, going back is really rough because you're like Uh, all right well I'm done with this now (laughs) so were you in where so okay my brother and my sister-in-law have a map that he got her as a Christmas present Mm -hmm. and it's above the desk that I'm sitting at Mm. looking at Minnesota and Nebraska and they're they're actually a lot closer than I realized (laughs) yeah I would drive like for a Mm. long weekend but if we're talking about like Christmas or I have a lot of when I did that, I rented a car because I was a live-in nanny at the time and I had a car provided for me, but they did not want me to take it as often as I went home. They didn't want me to drive it all the time, put so many miles on it. And so I would rent a car on the weekends, but for Christmas where I'd be there for maybe a week, maybe even two, depending on if they traveled for Christmas, then I would fly because two weeks is a (laughs) long time to rent a car and it's expensive. So Mm, but I love flying flying I I do too I actually really love airports and flying I love airports yeah people watching too (laughs) (laughs) I'm also I'm one of those people I like to get to airports really early I don't know why I'm a weirdo if I'm especially if I'm checking a bag I have to be there two hours before it never takes that long to get through no. security and stuff like no, that, especially even if you're checking a bag. But even if I don't have one, an hour and a half, like if I'm just doing a carry-on, I don't I, know why. I've only ever traveled with a carry-on and I get to the airport 45 minutes to an hour before my flight. And people are like, that's really risky. I'm like, mm, not for me. Yeah. Like, oh wait you're not checking a bag I'm like no I literally carry a purse and one bag I travel really light 
that's, that's, gonna, be, that's gonna be a part of our conversation today it's just like different traveling tips um <laughs> yeah no this is this will be good um well before we get too much in the traveling do you want to start with our espresso shot yes i was just about to say like hey like let's get into that all right let's do it and this is by it was from huh. Wednesday, 2011 so it was benedict the 16th okay if you abide in the love of Christ, rooted in the faith, you will encounter, even amid setbacks and suffering, the source of true happiness and joy. Faith does not run counter to your highest ideals. On the contrary, it elevates and perfects those ideals. Dear young people, do not be satisfied with anything less than truth and love. Do not be content with anything less than Christ. That is satisfying. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And this is something that you actually put, pulled it up from when you went to World Youth Day. Yes, this this espresso shot is near and dear to my heart because I actually heard him say this quote live at World Youth Day in Madrid in 2011. All right, I heard this quote when he said it. Since we're talking about travel, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that pilgrimage today, I wanted to pick something from there. There were so many good things about it. I really, I really like the part where it says, rooted in the faith, Mm -hmm. you will encounter, even amid setbacks and suffering, the source of true happiness and joy, if you can be rooted in faith. And actually, the theme of that World Youth Day was firm in the faith. Oh, and if that's from St. Paul, I believe in one of the, in one of his letters, but that was the whole theme of the world youth day was firm in the faith. And so rooted in faith, even amid the setbacks and suffering, even amid those hard things, the faith will still, that you will still be able to experience true happiness and joy if you can just have that root be firm in your faith, you can yeah. still find that joy and happiness. Yeah, I definitely identify with a few months ago. I've overcome the setbacks now. Mm-hmm. So, and the suffering. I mean, I sure, like, I suffer in other ways that aren't as demeaning to my thought process in, like, what I think my career vocation is. But at the time, it was like, but I really, I clung. It was like very, I clung to my faith to get me through and I got through and I found the source of happiness and joy. Like Mm -hmm. God was really my bedrock and yeah. (laughs) The part where it says faith does not run counter to your highest Mm -hmm. ideals because when you think about, or I imagine people who who maybe don't have a good grasp on what faith is or religion. Yeah. It can sound like being religious or having a religion is just saying no to everything, you know, and like no fun, nothing. You don't get to have any fun. We want to have good things. Like we want to be happy. Yeah. Um, Some people seek that happiness where they think they'll find it, but they won't. Right. Um, and so faith does not run counter to those mm-hmm. highest ideals to that what we think will make us happy, mm-hmm. but it finds, I like how it says, it elevates and perfects mm-hmm. those ideals. Yes. So the, so the things that you want 
to be happy, mm-hmm. things that you think will make you happy might not necessarily, but faith takes the root of that happiness and it elevates and it brings you to it so that you can find true happiness and true joy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like literally going through like a memory reel in my brain of (laughs) how like my faith has done that and how there's things that like you, maybe you're not, you weren't originally crazy about and then, but you like saw God's leading you and then it like you encountered it you're like oh it ended up being like it's god's will it's greater than what your will was mm-hmm. and it's like oh and then it's it is reaching your highest ideals yeah. it is elevating you and it's perfecting everything like so we always like want to be working on that and sharpening it up so as long as you're like on that track and i'm just lost in thought right now <laughs> no this is all good this is good With World Youth Day, which if you haven't been on one, you just need to go. It is such a cool experience. So actually, I learned that when they choose World Youth Day locations, I think a big part that plays into why they choose those locations is they pick places that need a little bit of a revival in the faith. And so like when you take a country like Spain, Mm -hmm. it's incredibly Catholic. I think something like 95% of the population is Catholic, but it's more that they identify as Catholic, but they don't go to mass on Sundays. So it's crazy. So they pick this location and literally hundreds of thousands of these faithful Catholic people come to the country. And that, I mean, it was so cool. Like we, we were running around and you, you see people like all these groups of people and they are just alive with the faith and they're chanting in the streets. And like, it's so like, cause you're all there for the same reason. And so there's just this huge sense. This is what I love about the church. It's so unitive. We all, anyone you see and you're, you're like, if they're in like a, a large group of people, you're like, we you know why you're here. I don't know what language you speak. I don't know where you're from, but you, I mean, we know why you're here. Mm-hmm. You're here for the same reason we are. And like, that's awesome. We love Jesus and you do too. Uh, <laughs> and the Pope is cool. In our group, we got divided up into um, little little groups that usually had an adult chaperone in there. I was the adult chaperone in my group. I was in charge with my friend. <laughs> uh, I, we were in charge of 10 high school girls. And then also they threw in two of our seminarian friends who were on the trip. Those poor seminarians. <laughs> oh, they had to help us corral 10 high school girls. Some of them were a little bit boy crazy. <laughs> but we got, so we got divided up in these small groups. But that pilgrimage was, I think, 20, 21 days about. We flew into Barcelona, took a quick day trip, saw a couple of things there. And then we went to Lourdes in France, we hopped the border. It was really beautiful. We got to see the shrine. We did the Marian procession. We got, I got holy water. We did, we did the baths. The baths were an interesting experience. Also, this is not like warm bath water either. This mm. is cold mountain spring water. <laughs> so it's a little bit chilly, but uh, you go in and what they do is there's a statue of Mary sitting on at the front of the tub and they say, 
just make your intentions know to the blessed mother, whatever you want to offer this for, whatever you want healed, whatever you want pray for, put those intentions to the blessed mother to yourself. When you're done, make the sign of the cross. So we know that you're done. And then they take you and they kind of dip you back. And it was a really, really cool experience. And I'm really glad that I did it. Um, Lords was beautiful. It's, oh gosh, it was, it was amazing just to be there, to be in that place, to see the church that they built yeah. in that place, like where Bernadette first dug into the spring of like this murky, musty water. Yeah. Mary asked her to do that. It was really, really cool. And then the Marian procession, the candlelight procession was absolutely gorgeous. And then from there, we went to Avila. Mm-hmm. Got to see Avila for a night and a day. Got to go see where St. Teresa of Avila. We got to see her convent. And then from Avila, we went to Toledo. Mm-hmm. And Toledo was probably my favorite part. So we all got divided. So that's where they had what they call, they used to call, they don't do this anymore, but they call it days in the diocese. Mm-hmm. Now they call it mission week. And it looks a little bit different. But back then, what they did was they divided these big groups up into smaller groups. And you were hosted by a parish. So a family would take a handful of people in to their homes. They would host us. Toledo was beautiful. And then we went from there, we went to Madrid. The They have speakers, like, so they divide you up based on your language. <laughs> and you go to these arenas and for speakers it's kind of like a retreat they have speakers and music and mass and everything and then you all get together for the night before the mass with the pope and mm-hmm. you have in you know, the, the pope comes we prayed stations of the cross with him we did evening prayer with him one time one of my favorite moments was the day that the pope came like he actually mm-hmm. arrived for the events in Madrid. Yeah. i got to see him he drove right by us and then we prayed, we prayed evening or night prayer with him that first day, the opening ceremony. And I didn't see, like, we couldn't see him personally. We were too far away, but we could see the screen mm-hmm. where he was praying. And so at the end of evening prayer or night prayer, when you're praying liturgy of the hours, if there is a priest present, they don't, you don't do the, um, may the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil. If a priest is there, he gives you a blessing. And so the Pope did that when he closed. And I just remember, I got tears in my eyes. And I'm still like, to this day, some of the kids were kind of impatient. It was in a different language. We couldn't understand it. So it was just, and we couldn't even see him. So it was just kind of like sitting and listening. But I just remember looking around with tears in my eyes, just being like, guys, we just got blessed by the Pope. Ah. So the night before the mass, everybody goes to the site and you have to stake out your space. You have to get there early to get your space. So we get there. It's probably like 11 in the, in the morning. We're going to be there for the whole like 24 hours. <laughs> and so, and this is in an airfield because you need to have a ton of space, an old airfield. You have to have a ton of space for all these Catholics. Right. And we were there. It was blistering hot because it was an airfield in the summer. There are no trees. And so, and it was in the summer. So it was so hot. They were driving around with 
fire engines to spray us down with water to keep us cool. They, they kept giving out water. The medical station was very busy, <laughs> the overheated and dehydrated people. So, and then, so then the Pope came and when the Pope came, the clouds started moving in. Mm-hmm. That was nice. So the night before mass, you have a holy hour with the Pope. Mm-hmm. When the Pope started addressing us, a huge storm blew in. Um, not like lightning and thunder, because then I think I feel I feel like they would have evacuated people. It was rainy and windy. They actually described it like a hurricane. So this storm goes on and on. And we're like, it actually felt kind of good after being in the sun for all this holiday. <laughs> but we weren't sure. I mean, there's no way to know when the storm is gonna let up. But at one point, we were watching the Pope on these giant teleprompters, right? Or these these giant TVs. And at one point I did see this happen. One of the Monsignors went over to the Pope who was sitting there with us <laughs> and leaned over to speak to him. And, and the Pope said something back and then he walked away. And later I found out that that moment, at that moment, the Monsignor leaned over to him and said, Holy Father, would you, you know, do you just, do you want to go? Cause we, you know, this storm, this rain, but they asked him if, if he wanted to go. And he said, Pope Benedict, he said, you can go. The Pope stays. <laughs> and then the storm settled and it was, mm-hmm. and at that, once the storm blew through, it was dead quiet. It was so still and it was nice and cool <laughs> because the rain just cooled everything down. It was so quiet and we had the holy hour with, and it was so still and peaceful wow. and so prayerful. You're just praying with the Pope. And then, and then the, we slept outside. I slept outside. There was no roof over my head. I've never done that before. And it was cold. And then the next day, the next day was mass with the Pope. Unfortunately, they had built a bunch of side altars around the whole airfield with tabernacles, like temporary tabernacles for the, for the mass so that mm-hmm. we could receive communion. They were all blown over during the storm. And so we were not able to then receive communion. Only the, only the celebrating priests could, could receive communion. Uh, they didn't have enough for everybody. Afterwards, we, we left, we packed up. We flew to Paris and spent a night in Paris and we got to see Notre Dame. That was amazing. That was so, so cool. It was beautiful. So we got to spend a night and a day in Paris and then we flew home. On this pilgrimage, I ended up seeing, I believe, five incorruptible saints, which is pretty awesome. Wow. Yeah. And I lost 10 pounds from that trip. Even oh my gosh. I did. Even Let's though. Let's go traveling, Sarah. Let's go traveling <laughs> so we can go lose 10 pounds. I know. So bonus point for going on a pilgrimage because we were walking everywhere. We walked probably 10 miles a day. And I felt, I didn't feel like I was moving a lot. I wasn't, I mean, I didn't feel like super tired or that I was doing a lot. I felt like like you're, you don't like you're active. Like you're someone that moves around a lot. Right. But I'm in Spain and I'm eating a lot of food. (laughs) It's really good. But uh, I didn't notice really until I came back and the, by the time the third person commented and said, you, you, did you lose weight? I weighed myself and I was like, 
I lost 10 pounds while I was gone. <laughs> it's, it's good for the soul. It's good for the body. Go on the pilgrimage. <laughs> uh, it was it was incredible. It was just a beautiful, beautiful experience. And mm-hmm. I'm so glad that I got to do it. I mean, so youth, World Youth Day, to be qualified for youth, I think you have to be between, what is it, 16 and 35 I think is to be qualified for a world youth day to -hmm. qualify for a youth. I think, I think it's 16 to 35. So you can still, (laughs) you can still qualify to be a youth and you can go on a world youth day pilgrimage COVID pending anyway. So yeah, world youth day. It's an incredible experience. It's a, it is a beautiful way to make a spiritual journey with the Lord. There are things that I learned from my travels and things that I experienced spiritually that I'll never forget. Um, It's absolutely worth it. If you can do it, you should. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I want to go sometime. You know, (laughs) when the world is like open and I have the time. Right. I know. I know. Maybe I'll go on one after I graduate. (laughs) You should treat yourself, man. <laughs> Feed yourself spiritually. Get a little traveling in. Oh. You worked hard. Yeah, I I want to go to Croatia with my cousin and my dad. Years ago, said, "But what if you're married by that?" I'm like, "What a damper to put on this." <laughs> and then my cousin's like, "Your husband can come with us." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> So you've mentioned in a previous podcast that the first time you went on a plane was an international trip to Ireland. That's true. And it was solo. Can I just ask what prompted you to be like, I'm going to get a, you traveled alone. I've Mm -hmm. never traveled internationally alone or the one time I did my friend was there like we met up there so we met in the airport but what prompted you to say hey I'm going to get on a plane for the first time hop over to Ireland for a trip that's basically by yourself almost or like you knew people over there um yeah my cousin was working over there at the time and (laughs) I was not satisfied with not leaving the country and traveling like I so like when I was younger and I had the time to do this I was like I have the time I have the money I'm gonna do it I I was like saving I did not spend money I did not have bills my parents paid for everything they still kind of do um (laughs) well until I get a job then I'm gonna start paying for things I realized that oh there is nothing holding me back and I have a passport Mm -hmm. But it was something that, like, I felt like God was saying, like, hey, you need to do this. This is something you really want to do. You need to do this. I found out how much his plane ticket cost. And I was like, I can afford a $200 plane ticket. Uh Um, Because I always thought that international flying was, like, really expensive. But there was over $1,000 even. Yeah. So... Then I just started looking. I didn't even know how to look at flights. And then like my brother taught me. He was just like, yeah, just like Google, Google flights. And I was like, oh, okay. So I did that. And then I was told what airline to look at. So I, I flew with a now closed Icelandic airline. That's a budget airline. 
So yeah. So I went to Ireland. I was, I had to like, they gave me advice on how to navigate an airport because I'd never done that before either. Like, so I checked myself in because like, okay, this is what you do. You find the kiosk, you do this. And then if you have any questions, just ask people around, they'll help you. I learned one of my tips today that I'm going to be sharing with everybody with travel underpack pack just enough you don't need six outfits you don't you don't no <laughs> you don't you don't need options oh. <laughs> if you're just like doing like little day trips or like backpacking around a country you don't need six outfits you might need that on a beach resort maybe <laughs> maybe you need that I travel with carry-ons mm-hmm but so my cousin's like underpack. You don't need a lot of outfits. You, really, you just need like two, two or three, like just where you can interchange the stuff. So it can just make more. And then do your laundry. Buy a towel when you get here. Buy all your like, showering supplies when you get here because we have stores. This is how you make it cost efficient. Like just mm-hmm. buy the stuff that, and then you can leave all that stuff there. I left my towel there. I left all my like shower stuff there. <laughs> I think I did travel with a hair dryer maybe you brought a hair dryer i don't remember <laughs> I, I don't remember i had these hiking boots i had a raincoat i bought an umbrella when i got that because i was like ireland has umbrella and it's ireland and it rains a little bit yeah early. yeah i found out how much i love airports and traveling because i like talk to the people yeah i am highly extroverted but when I'm in an airport like I'll strike up a conversation if I want to but most of the time I just keep to myself well especially on the plane it would be nice to talk to somebody I guess but I'm a little bit afraid to do it because what if you start talking you're like oh I don't like this person or I don't want to talk to them and then you're stuck sitting next to them for Uh, yeah I talk to almost to most of my seatmates and they will like hold like a full length conversation with me, like the entire plane trip conversation. Yeah. And a friend of mine was like, of course, of course you learn the life stories of your seatmates. Of course you did. <laughs> so when you went to Ireland, where all did you, cause I know you've been a couple of times, but where all have you been in Ireland or where did you spend most of your time? So my first trip I went, I landed in Dublin and I went to, I went to Cork. Met up with my cousin there, and then we traveled from there to Killarney to then get to Kenmare, because our family is from Kenmare. I loved Kenmare is really cool. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. County Kerry is beautiful. I'm. You've been to Kenmare? Yeah, Kenmare, Killarney. We stayed in Killarney when I went. That was the first place we went. Kenmare was really pretty. Mm-hmm. Kinsale, I really liked. It was just this cute little, this cute little town. Oh my gosh, it was adorable. <laughs> so many fun shops and things. Mm-hmm. Our Ireland trip, I went with three friends. And the whole trip happened because my friend, who's a travel guru, saw that United was having a three-day flash sale. It was round trip tickets in and out of Europe, starting as little as like $500 or something like that. I don't know. She looked them up, though, and she texted the three of us and said, anyone want to go to Ireland in February or whatever? But that's the time to go when it's the off season, 
because the nice season where it's nice weather is May to September. Mm -hmm. So they don't have snow a whole lot. It's not that cold. It's kind of rainy and the weather might not be great. But when you go during the off season, it's much cheaper. There aren't that many tourists because nobody wants to go when it rains, I guess. I'm fine with it. (laughs) I like rain. But we got, yeah, so my friend, she texted us and she was like, I just found $500 round trip tickets in and out of Ireland. Who wants to go? And all three of us responded back. We were like, I'm in. And she was like, wait, seriously? So literally in the span of 10 hours, we decided that we were going to go to, go to Ireland. <laughs> That's so cool. I wish I had yeah. friends like that. Oh, it was, it was, oh, <laughs> it was so good. So that was the thing that I was a little concerned about was jet lag because I didn't want to be like super that tired. That is the, the only trip. thing keeping me from traveling now is I hate jet lag so mm-hmm. much. Well, how we did it was we flew out in the night, like at night, like at seven or eight or nine, yeah. flew through the night, landed in Ireland at 6 a.m. And then we powered through the whole day. We were so slap happy. We couldn't even check into our Airbnb until three or four or something like that. So we just had to land, get our rental car. That whole first day was a blur because we were so tired. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't sleep on planes. So we had been up for over like over 24 hours. We did have an early night, slept through the night. So that way the next morning we woke up after a full night's rest. I'm glad we did it that way. The return trip home was a little bit harder to adjust. Uh, yeah. When I came back, I was definitely in bed by eight. I'd be like, I am ready to crash. Yeah. Like 7.30. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go home now. I need to go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Time change is a little tricky, but that's how we did it. We also traveled with a carry-on, even though we were there, we were there for nine days and we got free checked bags with that airline we got a free checked bag however our rental car the rental car there cars there are very small and there are going to be four of us <laughs> and Ooh. the cars were not going to have room for four regular size bags and so we had to use carry-ons when we traveled in the carry-ons because we also had to leave space for anything we wanted to bring back. Yeah. I brought back two full-size bottles of whiskey. <laughs> I brought back an entire box of Irish tea. Because whenever oh. anybody goes there, it's like, you're bringing back the baris, right? You're bringing back right from the source. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But when we went, yeah, when we went to Ireland, if you can go in the off season, it's a little bit cheaper. There aren't as many people buzzing no. around. The weather might not be that great. There might be things that are more open for tourists in the yes. on season. So those might be closed. Yes, but that is true. Bus tours are open. The best thing that we did when we were there, we had a plan. Like everyone kind of had a thing that they wanted to do. Yeah. So we went and toured the Jameson Distillery in mm-hmm. Middleton, which is what near was Cork. that like? Fantastic. It smelled amazing at all times. It was so amazing. And then they, on the tour, they, like, my friend who found us the flights said she'd been on a tour before. And she said, when they ask for volunteers, raise your hand right away. Because when you're a volunteer, you get to taste a whiskey that nobody else gets to. 
that you get like a free drink at the end or something like that whatever mm-hmm. hey so, like, connor if you're listening connor from florida if you're listening this is i think this is exactly the story you want to hear about of what to oh. do when you get to ireland mm-hmm. so we toured that we went to see the cliffs of moore i think i'm saying that right and I think it's a, yeah there's a dad joke in there that my dad and my male friends like to say it's like oh and then there's the lesser known cliffs of less uh, okay the less no the less popular cliffs of lesser and of I'm like, lesser i'm like you are a moron <laughs> oh so for a travel book i bought rick steves is a famous travel book writer he has a bunch of travel books and What's really cool is he has driving tours in there that you can go on. So we balanced our time between like day trips, like just driving around, seeing things and then doing activities like the distillery tour. We went to Galway and just hung around there. Galway city, beautiful and so much fun. The best thing that we did, and this is my advice that I would give to anybody who's traveling to Ireland, pop into a pub make friends with the locals. They'll talk to you. They'll ask you where you're, where you're from or whatever. They'll talk. And then you ask them, Hey, so we're here. We're, we're hoping to see some of the sites. Where are some cool places that we should go look at? Talk to the locals. They know the good places to go. I did not do that. (laughs) That's the best thing that we did was we had kind of a rough idea of what we wanted for our time. We kind of had a plan just in case, but there was definitely a time when at least this happened a couple of times where we had a plan to go see or do something. And then we talked to locals and they were like, oh, you need to go check this out. And so that's what we did instead. So one of my favorite memories was on one of our day trips, we started out the day, we stopped at a market and we picked up just some like meat and cheese and crackers for a light lunch. And it was raining out, of course, or it was like drizzling, so we didn't want to sit outside, but we had a picnic in the car, and it was just like, because we're friends, and we love spending time together, it was so fun. I will never forget that car picnic. There's that just... sounds amazing. <laughs> and that's the, that's the cool thing about it, too, is if you can travel in a group, we did Airbnbs, and we, we just picked up some meat and cheese. It wasn't that, it wasn't that expensive, and bring our own food there are a couple times that we ate out I don't think we ever really cooked but we brought just like some quick some quick food that we could eat on the go super cost efficient splurged where we needed to it was um um, something I did I stayed at um I okay so I stayed at two bed and breakfasts Mm -hmm. and I stayed at mostly hostels okay hostels are very cheap I mean like $12 a night or like $20 a night so, and in hostels, you can, there's kitchens where you can store food and you can cook. Yeah. But that's a really great way to save money. And I've, I've met a number of very nice people and some weird people in hostels in Galway. I was there for a few days and it's very small and it's small enough that if you go on a date with somebody, you probably should just leave the city because you're going to run into mm-hmm. them again. Yeah. And so I had a co-ed dorm. Mm-hmm. I, I I've had them before I was totally fine with it there's really no issue but two of my male roommates tried to date me and I went on a date with one of them oh. and I was like I gotta get out of Galway oh, God. <laughs> like I gotta get out of here because this is so awkward oh. I like they were like definitely competing with each other for me and I'm like this is awkward because oh. okay here's the thing 
you go on a date at night, you're roommates with this person. You're walking back to the same building up to the same bedroom. <laughs> That's not how I'm just like, oh, wow, this is very interesting. <laughs> this is different. This is, this is so different. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, that, that would be that, that would be interesting. But flirting was a lot of fun. I definitely went there to flirt. I definitely returned Ireland to this flirt. That was several years ago. I was that was five years ago. Mm-hmm. And I found that I was also able in the traveling, I was able to spread the gospel a bit. Cause, oh, cool. Yeah, because um I'm a devout Catholic, so I don't have premarital sex. Mm-hmm. I also um and then I'm just someone that doesn't drink alcohol. So there'd be people I'd be meeting along the way and they'd be like, is this a religious thing? Like, well, no, Catholics actually are allowed to drink. I just choose not to. And then there's the people that I really got to teach them about natural family planning. I got to teach them about why I was saving myself and all that stuff. So that was stuff that I got, I, I got to do while I was traveling and just like meeting new people. And cause they'd be like, oh yeah, it'd be fun night to like spend with that guy. I'm like, well, actually I don't do that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and it's like something it was an unexpected it was not a mission trip but it was like god gave me this little mission while i was traveling and meeting people just to kind of like share yeah. what this is like and like hey we're not all crazy i guess mm-hmm. and then just kind of like explaining in a way that was understandable and i don't know they met somebody and learned a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah um, one thing and there is it was super helpful to have that travel book with mm-hmm. us because we learned little tips and tricks we learned not to tip the bartenders yeah you don't tip they don't take tips because they get paid well enough it's almost the rather than a compliment pricey. the meals are pricier than here because the tip is basically a part of it a little bit yeah so i think if you do tip your bartenders specifically or like the wait staff I'm sure they're used to it probably from like Americans who are used to tipping people, but I don't know. It's just not something you do when you it's go over there. It's not necessary. Yeah. So it's not, it's not a compliment necessarily. It's just kind right. Of, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. what is this? Yeah. It's not ne- technically an insult, but it's definitely not a compliment. Oh, <laughs> something else to keep in mind while traveling: they will not automatically refill your water. You have to ask for refills they um you have to like always be asking them for they're not going to bring you the bill they're not going to bring you more water you have to ask them for the wi-fi password so that's something that took me a while to kind of get the hang Mm of well even when we were in spain because you had to specifically request water because you can't drink the fresh water there you have to you have to get bottled or sparkling water the other thing too i remember we were out in a group on a group dinner and the priests and were helping me with the girls that I was with. The girls all got pop or soda, if you're not from the Midwest, with their, with their meals. And the priests and I were splitting a bottle of wine between all of us. And the, the girls were kind of giving us trouble, like, oh, the adults are going to go get, you know, day drunk or whatever, which did not happen. But we were, you know, they were kind of teasing us for drinking alcohol. And one of the priests said, you laugh at us, but our wine was cheaper than your pop. Your bottle really? of pop was was more cost more money than our bottle of wine. 
they don't because they don't drink it over there they they literally have it for the tourists for american people who come and they want their coke or their pepsi or whatever wine is so cheap over there holy moly well i mean it's made there so it's like it's we're... true it's like their table wine like just like house wine table wine so cheap and so good but it was really interesting you know, some of the girls would in their mindset of like ordering dinner and they're like oh i don't need anything special to drink so i'll just get water thinking it's free but it's not i, I do want to go to croatia someday mm-hmm. and poland i want to we should go on a little john paul ii tour <laughs> <laughs> max coffee house on the road yeah <laughs> poland that'd be crazy that'd be awesome yeah so the other international trip i've been on is we went to i went with a friend the same friend who found us the cheap trip to ireland where do i find uh, this friend i need to be friends with them i know courtney you'd love her she's so great we we met at a wine table at a catholic young adult <laughs> event and have been best friends ever since we bonded over wine anyway so we went to the dominican republic for a week oh, let's hear about this <laughs> So we went to an all-inclusive resort that she had been to before, and she found a deal. She's the, the woman's all about deals. She can find the best bargains on anything. When she found us the Ireland flight, she was like, we can't afford not to go. <laughs> she found us a great rate for this all-inclusive resort in the Dominican Republic that she had been to before. All-inclusive, which means... You pay the resort and then all your meals and drinks at the resort are paid for. So you d- it's not like you're shelling out extra money for food and drinking. If you want to do excursions, that's different. You do pay a little extra money for that. But yeah, we stayed there for a week. It was the week before Valentine's Day. I left in the middle of a snowstorm when I lived in New Jersey. And I remember looking out the window like in a few hours, I'm going to be in a totally different place. <laughs> But we met, so that's when I met her in the DR and we met at the airport. They took us to the resort. And so, so when we got there, you meet with somebody who helps you plan your dinners because they are like, there are so many restaurants on the resort. They're such, it's some of the best food I've ever eaten was at this resort and but you meet with a person who basically plans your meals and you can change them anytime you want it's just basically like making a reservation but you plan like which restaurants you want to go to when and so that so then you have you make a reservation there and then we met with another person who helped us plan we did two excursions one we went on a they called it a jeep safari and this would never happen in the U.S. or else if it did, there'd be so much paperwork involved. But literally, we show up to this place. I don't think we even <gasps> handed over our driver's license. We ended up not driving because they were a manual and neither of us know how to do that well. So we got put with these two women from Spain, actually, and they drove. But we show up to this place. They're like, here are the Jeeps. Get in and follow us. There's no maps. There's no, we're going to give you the address so you know where to go. It's literally like follow us. <laughs> you know. So we went to a sugarcane plantation, which was cool. Like we got to like chew on sugarcane, like actual sugarcane, which is really oh, wow. fun. Mm-hmm. We went to a cigar place, a cigar plantation and a coffee bean and a cocoa bean plantation where they manufacture those things. 
and then we went zip lining to the mountains like legit zip line oh so fun and uh I want to do that so badly it was super fun and a horseback ride through the through the mountains a little bit that was a fun day and then the other excursion we did was a little a little day cruise we show up to a boat they take us to an island we have dinner there and then we came <laughs> a different beach different scene that's so and then, cool and then they took us back and so those were all super fun things to do Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. There were days where we woke up, went and had breakfast, went out to the beach, came back inside, ate lunch, went back to the beach, came back, showered, got ready for dinner and ate dinner. Like on the beach, they have almost event coordinators. Like there are people, staff who are there to start up volleyball games or do Zumba on the beach or like fun games, competitions. Like if you want you know, they'll come around, they'll ask like, hey, we're doing this thing, like we're playing this thing. So there are people on the beach that have activities for you to do. We stayed at the adults only resort. There was like the main resort. And then there's also down the beach, there was an adults only and it just meant kids can't come up and play on the beach. Anyone can walk by obviously, but so it was quiet. It was really fun. (sighs) Swim up bars and pool and lounging, so much lounging. Fun. The bartenders are fun. They're just like, they know how to talk to people and help you have a good time. One thing I will say that I was incredibly fascinated with when we went on our Jeep safari and we went to all the plantations, we went with a group of people in our group of people that went, there were people who spoke French. There were people who spoke Italian. There were people who spoke Spanish and there were people who spoke English there were four different languages on that Jeep safari that we went on. The man who coordinated the entire thing spoke every single language. He would go around to all of the groups, to all of us who were standing in our own little, you know, like whatever we were doing. And he would explain everything four times in the person's language. And I was absolutely blown away by that. How much knowledge you have to have to speak every single language like that I wonder if that's a job requirement it's like you need to be like multilingual I'm not I'm not great at Spanish what was actually really funny was I was living with my German host family at the time mm-hmm. uh, my other nanny job and <laughs> I kept trying to say thank you but instead of gracias I would say danke <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like German is your native language that you're trying to learn Spanish is definitely helpful when you go. Not required. You can get by, but it's easier if you do speak Spanish. It's easier for the staff because sometimes, especially the cleaning staff, they don't because they don't really interact with the guests very much. So they might not know English, but it definitely helps you if you know some Spanish. When I went to Spain Mm -hmm. and then when we were in France and then in the DR, It's incredible to me how many people know at least passing English enough to get by on a little bit of chit chat or conversation. So I want to say they do know a couple other languages too. And that's because, okay, Europe is made up of countries. Yes. The United States is one country of one language. Mm -hmm. So like they, if they're travel, so we travel between states, but we, it's all the same language. They travel amongst their countries. And so they will 
be more aware of other languages and sometimes mm-hmm. English is like a common language the the people that were on our safari with us that it was a mom and her daughter and they were from Spain we actually met up with them a couple times on the resort because they were so fun and oh, so cool. the mom didn't really know English but the girl did she was our age and they have entertainment usually on the resort every night once mm-hmm. we went and there's a Michael Jackson impersonator he was so good <laughs> oh that was a fun night like we just it was a blast if you can go, if you want like the lap of luxury and you can get away, find that you can find a deal either on Groupon. We, again, we went during February and it was right before Valentine's Day, I think. You can't afford not to go. Exactly. Can't afford not to go. <laughs> and the weather was gorgeous. The weather never got like over 85 degrees, I don't think. there was. It wasn't hot. Wow. It was just so pleasant. If you, yeah, if you can go and experience all-inclusive resort life for just just once in your life, it is 100% worth it. Especially if you can find a friend who can get you deals. That's a tip that I would say is if you want to try to travel, look for airlines will sometimes have flash sales within specific dates. You have to go within specific dates, but that's where like pick a season, like pick a time to go. Find you know, like you can get Groupon deals or sometimes you can get discounts, like do it if you can. I, I love traveling when I have the time and when like the world isn't shut down and so I actually did just get vaccinated and I'm going to be getting my second one in a few weeks so I'm really excited to be able to have the free and then once I am done with school I'll have that time and the world will be open and I'll I'll be able to go places yeah going forward with grounds to cover Mm -hmm. so fun fact It doesn't, you don't have to fly overseas. You don't have to go to this super spiritual place. You can make a pilgrimage, even if it's just an hour away. You know, if you want to go visit a church, like it can be a pilgrimage, but pilgrimage is a journey, is a spiritual journey. Yeah. And so if you want to do a pilgrimage, and maybe that's something that you try to do this week for yourself, grounds to cover, you can pick a spot, pick a church, maybe that you want to go see. Mm-hmm. research some places near you that you could go to and make it a pilgrimage like take a day like you can do that you can make your own pilgrimage it doesn't have to be organized by someone it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be an official thing you don't have to go see the pope if you don't want to but it can be <laughs> something as simple as driving to a place make it a spiritual journey and you can pray while you travel you can make a trip to a church or a spiritual place and just adore Jesus. It's a spiritual <laughs> journey and you can do that any way, anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. There's a church in New York that I want to visit on like a pilgrimage with some friends of mine because mm-hmm. there's this really beautiful church in, it starts with an L and that's as much as I know because I cannot pronounce it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. one of um, the priests at the cathedral that is in my city, um, he wants to take a, a, us on a pilgrimage there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know how much people have been traveling in this time of COVID. I bet a lot of people are just itching to get out. But if you're not quite there yet, I would say look up a place, like pick a place that you really want to travel to. It could be an international trip. It could be somewhere within the country. Pick a place that you want to go. And just even if you can't, you're not there financially, you can't afford it 
start looking into it though. Mm-hmm. Maybe say, okay, this is where I want to go. Do some research on the area. Start like mm-hmm. kind of planning it out. Yeah. And then that's something that you can work toward financially. You can can get to a point where you can afford it. And it's not going to cause you a lot of stress, but just plan where you're going to stay, what you're going to see, places you want to eat. It's kind of fun to like, even when you can't go yet, it's kind of fun to like make those plans. And But when I do go, this is what I'm going to do. If you're just dying to get out. Yeah. I'm like, just thinking, cause I love that idea that have us outline and then talk mm-hmm. to the locals and see like, what should we actually do? Yep. Locals know the ins and out. Even mm-hmm. if you go somewhere in the country, like if you travel to a different state that you've not been to before and you stay in a place, like they're going to have suggestions for you. Most of them do of like places that you can go. Mm-hmm. I would also say, even if you don't want to fly, maybe pick a place within driving distance mm-hmm. that you can go to if you're more comfortable that way and stay somewhere. You can usually find Airbnbs pretty cheap. Even if it's just a room, you can mm-hmm. find places. Sometimes there are places where the people live there and it's literally you're staying in their guest bedroom. Take a trip with friends just to get a, maybe you have a friend who's got a family cabin somewhere or a lake house. Yeah. Go just get a change of scenery. Sometimes it's so refreshing just to get out and just go somewhere different, do something different. Cause I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to yeah. is the fact that this whole year has been just one giant restrictive routine and there's yeah. nothing new. Gosh, even if you just want to do a day trip, pick up, pick a place where you live. Like it's like an hour. I don't know. I'm willing to take a day trip, even if it's two hours of a yeah. drive there and back and I'm not going to stay the night, but mm-hmm. maybe that's a Midwest thing. I don't know, but I'm willing, I don't know, because in the Midwest where I'm from, you have to drive two hours to get anywhere exciting. (laughs) (laughs) But you pick it, like, even if it's just get out for a day, go explore Mm -hmm. a different town, see what they have to offer. Yeah. And I I did deal with some homesickness while I was in Ireland. And something I did was I, like, sought out all the Catholic churches around me and just, like, hung out in them for, like, a couple hours. And that kind of, like, because the church... It's always like, I'm always home at mm-hmm. church. Like, okay, I know this place. This is, this is home. Yep. So that was like, if you are feeling homesick, maybe find something that kind of reminds you like, okay, this is helping me. Yeah. That's the one beautiful part about the Catholic faith in particular. Mm-hmm. When we went to World Youth Day masses, even though you can't understand what's being said, you know what's mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. And that is the beautiful that is a beautiful thing about the unity of the church. Yes. And then also artwork in churches is just so pretty. Like, especially in Ireland, they just have like mm-hmm. the really nice like woodwork. Yes. The woodwork in Ireland in those churches is so stunning. And then like the glass, the stained glasses, they're really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and they're such cute, they're such sweet, cute little churches that you can go to as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, check out check out like what's around you. Like um and then also bring a backpack. Pack lightly. Oh yeah. Buy your bath stuff and your towel when you get there. If you need a, if you need to travel with an umbrella, you no know you don't. Buy it there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, toiletries, you know, especially yeah, soap, shampoo, things like that you can you can buy over there 
for a couple euros or whatever the currency mm-hmm. is. And then it's not going to be a big deal to leave those things behind because they do take up space and weight in your bags. So, yeah. Also, if you are trying to travel under a certain weight limit, <laughs> I was, I've gotten by with like three pounds over and they were like, that's fine. Was like, <laughs> Some people are sticklers about it. A lot of times, if you just open your bag and kind of shuffle things around, it makes a difference. And, and you put it back on the scale and they're like, okay, that's, that works. Sometimes <laughs> you just have to shuffle things around a little bit or shake them up and yeah. it's fine. So. Yeah. And travel, try to travel in the off season. Yeah. There is something to be said about traveling because it, it can be a little bit less expensive. There are some things that might not be open Yeah, that you might want to see. Some, some of the big things will still be open year round, but it's, it tends to be less crowded, which I'm all about. I hate mm-hmm. dealing with big crowds. I'd rather take my time and not be rushed and have a lot of people that I have to compete with seeing the sites. So yeah. going during off seasons tends to be cheaper and just easier to travel in general. So yeah. And hostels are very inexpensive. I made a lot of cool friends while staying in them. I did not just flirt while I was there. I actually did make friends. <laughs> Well, this has been really great. This makes me really feel excited about being able to go somewhere different and break away from the mundane. <laughs> go somewhere different for a day, yeah. get a change of scenery, experience something a little bit new. Super refreshing. Yeah. And then if you need any tips on where to go in Ireland, hit us up. We've been to a lot of oh, places. Yeah. I've been up and down the West Coast. <laughs> We've got the, yeah. And we also have some friends in Ireland. Yeah. That is Sean true. <laughs> Shout out to all of our Game of Favorites Irish friends. Yeah. So. I need to get back to, I need to get back there and visit Sean and Anna. Anna's like, I'm going to give you a tour. I'm like, yes, please. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So we've got the, we've got the connections. Yeah, we do. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks so much for tuning in this week, guys. We look yeah. really forward to catching you next time. Yeah, leave us a review, rate us, send us any comments you have. You can email us at carolscoffeehouse at gmail or send us, contact us on Twitter at carol underscore podcast. We'd love to hear from you, all the places you've been. Yeah, please let us know where we need to go. (laughs) Exactly, because time's coming. Or if you want to host us sometime. (laughs) (laughs) As long as you're not a weirdo. (laughs) We have our own safety to care care about. (laughs) Okay. Okay, see you later, guys. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week.